Welcome to the Purpose and Principles podcast. I'm Max Brown, and today I'm delighted to have my guest, Murshida Syed. Did I say that, Murshida? Did I say that correctly? Yes, that's perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, Max. <laughs> of course. And Murshida, for me, the thing that is, I'm, I'm so excited you'd be on. We've connected many, many years now on social media, and mm-hmm. you're doing amazing work. Uh, based out of Kuala Lumpur, but you go to Singapore Mm -hmm. back and forth a lot. And you're doing some amazing Mm -hmm. work, but you you help so many people with so many different platforms. I'll let you speak to those with more clarity than I can. But I love your message of, of love and respect and the power of giving and positive psychology, emotional intelligence, and how do we help people become better people? Um, your message has always just been really, really thoughtful and you're traveling around well, around Asia and even here in the USA, sharing your message. And I wanted to share it with yes. a, a, another audience here in the US and perhaps all around the globe as well, around what, what is your purpose? Why, why do you do these things? What's your story? Oh, thank you so much, Max. First of all, I would like to say thank you. I'm very honored that you invited me to share this story on your platform. And uh, yeah, we, we would love to bring this message of love and respect out more to the world. Um, what is my story? I guess love and respect actually came about back in two, 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, that was the time when I moved to Kuala Lumpur. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my last business. My last business failed miserably because at that time I wasn't prepared for SARS. Mm-hmm. Pretty much similar to the environment that we're facing now yes. in Asia at that time. So I had a lot of investments. I had two companies, I had uh, two offices in Singapore and Malaysia, and I had to pay off all my stuff, and I was $150,000 in debt. Hmm. Um, and I started to rebuild my business. And I don't know about you, but you know, when I was dead broke at that time, what I noticed was there were two types of people. One, I was already in, in shambles. My life was like I, I was in a mess financially, emotionally. And there, I noticed there are two types of people. The first type is the kind that just wants to make your life more miserable, mm. knowing that you're already living in misery. They're, they're purposely making your life miserable and creating obstacles um, that you cannot overcome, yes. right? And making it harder for you to get up. Um, and then there's a second type of person that just wants to help you and does not ask for anything in return. Mm. And I told myself at that point, I said, when I get out of this mess, I want to be that second type of person, hmm. the person who gives and helps unconditionally without expectations. And that was a commitment I said to myself. Hmm. And uh, what happened when I came to Kuala Lumpur, I only had two ringgit in my wallet. Hmm. And I came to Kuala Lumpur at that time because my husband got a job. And unfortunately, when we all moved and I had a newborn baby at that time, so I didn't have a proper business. Hmm. So I had a newborn baby and then uh, a Upon arrival in Kuala Lumpur, I found out that he was just fired Mm. from his job and he was not paid. And Mm. we were supposed to get out of the house in two weeks time. So we were going to be homeless in two weeks. My goodness. Yeah. So everything was against me at that time. And what happened? I said, I I had two thoughts in my Mm. mind at that time. The first thought was, I'm going to leave everything, give up, go back home, go back to my family and say, you know, this is not working out. You know, my husband doesn't have money. Can I, can I go back home? And the second thing was like, I look at my husband and I look at my baby daughter at that time. And I told myself, I'm going to get through this no matter what. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way no matter what, because I want to keep this family together. Yeah. And that is one of the messages that I have in my training right now, which is your why. 
Yeah. And that was when I discovered my why. And then the message of love and respect came in because what I realized was that um, the people who love and respected me, the people who, who gave me opportunities, that gave me a sense of hope that I want to come out and I want to do something uh, to come out of that, that poverty mindset, you know, of come out of that, that being broke. And I look at my why, my why being my child and my, my family I want, that I want to keep together. Yes. That why pushed me with the deadline that I have to move out of my house within two weeks. Mm. That deadline plus the big why, I managed to get 20,000 in less than two weeks. That's 20, amazing. 20,000 ringgit. Yeah. And that was how I started my business in Kuala Lumpur. I started again. I started with a message of love and respect together with my husband. Uh, we started building programs. We started talking in public. Um, and what I also realized is the time when I had zero to 20,000, I realized that all of us are actually sitting on money. Mm-hmm. All of us have value. All of us have something that is of value to another person mm-hmm. who is willing to buy from you. You know, But most people don't know what that is. They don't know what the value is. They don't know how to package their, their experience. And that was how I got my 20,000 is through sharing my contacts to people who need my contacts and my network. And they give me commission. And in less than two weeks, I got 20,000 without expecting. Wow. And also what I realized at that time was when we give, when I give, mm-hmm. the more I give uh, without expecting anything in return, the more I received in mm. ways that I never thought was possible. Mm. Um, what I thought, what happened at that time uh, was that I, I realized I had a database of Malaysian companies in Kuala Lumpur. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. So when I, re- I saw that I had 300 database of CEOs in my computer, I started to write to all of them saying that, you know, how can I add value to you? Mm-hmm. And the CEO of Napoleon Hill contacted me. And then after that, I met up with her mm. and uh, in Kuala Lumpur. And then I asked her that, that one question. And that is the magic question that I would like to encourage everyone to ask. How can I help you? Yes. What do you need that I, I can maybe, you know, support you in your business or in your life? You know? And she said, yes, I need help in people buying my trainer trainers package. And all I did was introduce her to some people and one person bought. And from that one person, I got commission. And then after that, I helped that other person also to get connected to uh, the, the, the CEO. And through their business, I also got a com- get, got commission without asking for anything. But I got a commission and that totaled up to 20000 in less than two weeks. Hmm. So that is, that is how what I'm doing right now started from that particular story in 2006. <laughs> I mean that is and 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 like you said you had a choice you could have gone home and said this yeah. is just too much this is crazy because yeah. that would be very difficult very stressful and, yeah. and instead you and obviously you have a very supportive husband who said let's go together we're going to do this without the yes. job the threat of losing the home uh, the baby I mean it's just a, a number of things so how do you articulate your purpose now what would you say your purpose is today my purpose right now is to spread the message of love and respect. Mm-hmm. And that message is actually in every one of us. Mm-hmm. Ever since we were born, even, you know, it, it's, it's, an, it's a very natural form of uh, uh, value, human value, that we all want love. We That's all right. want respect. But 
a lot of people don't apply it to themselves and that's how they can't apply it to others. And that's why there's so much chaos in the world today. People um, referring uh, to other people as uh, an outsider, you know, the right. us against them mentality. Uh, when all of us are in the same, you know, we're all humans and we're all here, you know, we all just want love and respect. Mm -hmm. But if you, you cannot give love and respect when you don't have that within you. So I go back to bringing, bringing the basics of having love and respect within so that you can give it out without. And that's how I help, you know, corporations right now. I do corporate training as well. So that message of love and respect have to start from the employees before they become better customer service people or better managers or better, you know, uh, receptionists or, mm. or better bosses. Yeah, it all starts within. And then that's how they can relate better with people on the outside. You know, it's interesting because I've I've shared a similar message for many years. I think that's how we connected and and how important that message is. And it's funny to me how often I, I, I don't believe that um, I, I, I'll qualify it this way. Leaders want to do great work. They want great results. But I don't know that many of them think that love and respect is the answer to getting mm -hmm. great results. And mm -hmm. and yet more often than not, it really is the answer, right? The way we treat yeah. our people, the way we treat our teams. And this isn't new in, in terms of um, people talking about it. You know, a lot of people have talked about this for a long, long time. But doing mm -hmm. it at work has been difficult, it seems. Demonstrating yeah. love and respect. Do you find that to be true mm -hmm. as well? Yeah, well, that that was 10 years ago when I wanted to promote love and respect to organizations. Nobody bought. All the HR people said, oh, it's so dangerous. There's, there shouldn't be love, you know. Yeah. People see us as weak and all that. So I, what I did was the message was still the same. I changed the topic to corporate image empowerment, to yes. a, a best corporate branding or customer service excellence. I just changed it. And I started introducing the message of love and respect and how important that is in the person. And that was when they found that the power and the, 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 the strength in the organization is in the love. It is in the love and it's in the respect, right? Yes. Um, I, I advocate both this message together because I know the highest energy in every human being is love, yes. but it cannot come without respect. Um, take, for example, the most natural form of love is a mom and a child. Yeah. I mean, what mother doesn't love a child and what, which child doesn't love the mother, right? Mm -hmm. But when there's no respect, there's going to be a lot of challenges in that, in that relationship. So that's why that love and respect must come together, whether you're with your customers, whether you're with your boss, whether you're with your employees. And we demonstrate that through exercises. Mm -hmm. And that's where the learning comes from them. Um, but right now, uh, Max, what I realize is people come to me and they say, can you teach love and respect? Are you available to train love and respect mm -hmm. in organizations? That's now. But 10 years ago, they don't see it. Yeah. They were like, that's weakness. Yeah. 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 And that, that has started to change. I agree with you. There's a, there's a, there's a broader acceptance of these, of these conversations. Yes. yes. Now, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Not many people still fully instill the values of love and respect within themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so there's, and there's opportunities for all of us, right? I mean, even... Yeah. Uh, I, I often talk about, you know, subjects of how we treat people at work, um, but I mm -hmm. also use a lot of examples from my own life of how I could be better, 
you know, and yes, I can yes. be like, oh, I we, we can all be better. We can all do this better, you know. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a quite a journey, but you also work on. Um, so you do the corporate work, which is fantastic. You also mm-hmm. do a lot of work mm-hmm. with marginalized societies, uh, mm-hmm, people who mm-hmm. might feel on the fringe or don't feel included, mm-hmm. as you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. What is your message mm-hmm. to folks who don't feel the hope? Um, maybe they feel like, you know, when they have the two choices put to them, they went back home and they just said it's too difficult as opposed mm-hmm, to keep mm-hmm. going, keep going. What's mm-hmm. your message to folks who are really struggling today? Um, focus on your why. Mm-hmm. Why Why do you think you need to push this forward? What if, and also the possibilities, like what if just by taking one step ahead, mm-hmm. you could change a life of your loved ones or your own life? What if that one one step further actually gets you that $10,000 business? Mm-hmm. It's just pushing through and going for it and go back to your purpose, go back to your why. Because mm-hmm. why people give up is because their the, their big why is not strong enough or they don't they don't remind themselves of why they do what they do. Right. And um, some people ask me, I don't know my why. I said like, have you ever, you know, like wake, you wake up in the morning and then you just don't feel like you want to work. You mm-hmm. just feel lazy, but you mm-hmm. wake up anyway. You go in, you know, shower, you dress up, you look your best, you put on your makeup and you go into the car and you still go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, that is your why. That mm-hmm. drives you despite you being, oh, I don't feel like I want to work. Yeah? Right. So, so your why is bigger than that. The reason why you do what you do and keep remembering that, anchor that within yourself and that, that takes you moving to the next level. And uh, if I if I may, I want to share something you mentioned the marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, well, I have worked with um, sex workers here in Malaysia. I've worked with the, uh, the abused women, uh, some of the homeless people, mm-hmm. and refugees. Currently, right now, because there's a lot of refugees here in Kuala Lumpur, my focus is very much on uh, refugee mindsets and training so that they can come out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the pattern in the people who are succeeding uh, within those marginalized communities, Mm -hmm. they all have the same mindset, which is no excuses policy. They're always focused on their why, Um, their circumstance. They, it's not, they're not a victim. Their circumstance does not make them a victim. Mm -hmm. When they get reminded of this, they can come out, you know, it, it sometimes takes one year or two years and sometimes a lot earlier, faster, but they come out of poverty and not only survive, mm. they start to thrive. They start to change their lives. And this is why I'm so passionate about uh, passionate about this message because if I can transform my own mindset, my own money mindset, my own uh, um, you know thoughts of lack, if I can transform it and I have transformed my life mm. from where I was before, I believe so many people can do it, whether they're in corporates, whether they're entrepreneurs, and whether they're in the marginalized communities. And I I offer this to the marginalized community as part of my business, and yeah. it's free as long as I have a corporate training. Another marginalized group will also get a training from me. Mm-hmm. What I notice is that um, the marginalized groups don't have access to the great amount of knowledge that you and I have, you know, mm. and we've been building, we paid for this, we invested money to, mm. to get to where we, you know, our, to change our mindsets, to keep improving ourselves. Mm. But nobody taught them, nobody's teaching them. And that's when I, when I offer this, 
I mean, I'm I'm very grateful that I not all of them have, can be uh, helped like the same as you know people in the corporates as well. The people who really took the knowledge and applied, they are thriving. They start businesses, and some of them are making more money than the locals. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, one refugee boy that we you know work with, he's now a TEDx speaker, and he's in university. He got. He got uh, uh, somebody sponsoring him into the university because of his talent, mm. and you know, of us just you know teaching him NLP on how to release trauma. That's all we did, and we taught him how to communicate, and that's all we did. And he took it and he ran with it, you know. Mm. So it is it is when when you have this knowledge, and when I share this, I notice people do not have to be marginalized all the time, mm-hmm. right? Maybe That's, their grandfather was poor, but when someone stops that pattern, the whole generation ahead has changed. It changes everything. It changes everything. Yeah. yeah. And I love your quote just now, actually, that just because they start or maybe are in a marginalized situation doesn't mean that they're marginalized forever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's really yeah. powerful. And it all comes back to knowing your why, your purpose. And understanding what that is. Are there questions you use to help people discover their purpose or for them yeah. to get on their path? Yeah. I, I ask questions like, you know, um, what wakes you up in the morning? What gets you excited? Or why? Or what are your strengths? What do you notice that when you do something, you are so lit up? Like, mm. you know, like it's not even if you're not paid to do it. You want to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I when I start asking those questions, what are your strengths? Mm-hmm. Um, what what lights you up? What will make you like? Um, no, no matter how challenging life is, mm-hmm. you will still do. You know, you will still get up and do the work anyway. So these are questions that I ask myself as well. What are my strengths? What do I already have? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I work with my clients, my my coaching clients, I package all of this with them and uh, make it into a product and mm-hmm. a service that they can sell mm-hmm. to their target market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is also, that is something that even, you know, people from zero, you can monetize it. Yes. Right? And um, yeah. And it's also the other question about the why is that if you have um, maybe $1 million, what would you do with that money? Mm-hmm. So then people will be like thinking, oh, okay, this is, this, this. So that is where you find out what is important for them, you know? Yeah. And if you get the first $1,000 from something, what are you going to do? What is the first thing you're going to do? So that's where you get to know where, where their priorities are as yeah. well. Yeah. You get to figure out who the person is and how they would actually, what their next step would be. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yep. I like that. So what are some of your life principles then? You have a purpose. Obviously, it's very embedded in you, and I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, I can feel your energy clear in KL. And here I am. And here I am in, in Idaho, USA. And I can, I can feel your energy. And when you talk about your purpose, and when you talk about how important it is, I feel it. What are some of the principles you feel um, guide your life? to be able to do this work and to keep you going when things are hard? Oh, very good question. Mm. Um, Going back to basics, which is uh, knowing my why and the principles of love and respect. Mm -hmm. Why, why was I born? I'm, I'm born with a purpose. I'm born for something. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not born on this, in this world for no reason. Mm -hmm. And every one of us, and I know every one of us has a purpose. So I go back to what is, 
what is my purpose in this world? And mm-hmm. I know my purpose is actually to spread love and respect. Mm-hmm. And doing this, talking to you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this is also a channel for me to spread my love and respect mm-hmm. over to Idaho to you, That's to it. you also. Yeah, it is that. It is that. It is what lights what lights me up is doing this, this uh, spreading this message, yeah. uh, talking about it. And doing it in action through my work, through my activities, mm-hmm. and helping people to discover their uh, life purpose as well, so that they, in turn, can spread love and respect in their own ways. Yes. Through, what, through whatever, through whatever channels or their whatever strengths that they can uh, share, whether it's music, whether it's cooking, whether it's speaking. It doesn't matter through the arts, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But that is also spreading good and positivity. Um, and that is that is my my life purpose. Yeah. I, I go back to that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so so what what would you what do you wish you would have known earlier in your life that might help people now? Like what what are some things you think, oh, if I would have known this earlier, um, and perhaps it's this whole message, you know, but are there are there other components to it that you feel like, wow, if I would have known this earlier, it would have helped me a lot? Yes. Have, have I set a deadline, right? I would have come out of my poverty a lot much faster because I lost, I lost my business back in 2000 and I believe it was 2003, 2003. Mm. And I was broke for about two years. 2006, almost two and a half years, three years, yeah? Mm-hmm. I was broke and I, all I was doing is complaining and say, oh, I'm struggling and all that. You know why? Because I didn't have a deadline. Mm-hmm. When I came to Kuala Lumpur and I was given two weeks, that was my deadline. Otherwise, I'm going to be homeless. I realized, oh my God, why didn't I do this a lot earlier? <laughs> I set a deadline. I could have reached yeah, 50,000 or 100,000. And this is what I do now. I set deadlines for myself. Wow. So it's like, yeah. So deadlines are important. Of course, your why, your life principles, that's, mm-hmm. that should be ingrained in you. But don't just... You know, don't just be and oh, it's okay. I'll take my time. No, set a deadline and get excited about it. Get, get, yeah, yeah. Get excited about it and and live by your by your calendar as well. So there's a couple of things that I I learned along the way, which is uh, one of those things is deadline, and the other thing is um, that I'm already valuable. I am already sitting on money. Yeah. I just need to know how, and I just need to know. Um, who hmm. I need to be of service to. Hmm. Yeah, that, that those are the things that I, if I knew back then, I would have come out a lot faster and wow. not be broke for like more than two years and being depressed and all that. Right, yeah. right. Because it is difficult, right? There are times even, is it fair to say that even today, there's still days when it's hard? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Again, I set a deadline. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be set for one day mm-hmm. and I'll be crying mm-hmm. and I see my family will be like, oh, are you okay? I'll be like, oh, crying. Yeah. But I let it all out and then I say, okay, now let's get up and do it. So I have programmed my mind that I'm human. Yes. I'm allowed to be sad and I'm I'm allowed to um, cry mm-hmm. uh, and be upset and just vent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I set a deadline to it. Okay. So even right now with my clients, some of them have been, you know, or even the marginalized community, some of them that I'm working with, they will say, oh, life is hard. Uh, I'm poor. I can't do this and that. Nobody. So I asked her, how long have you been poor? And mm-hmm. she said, what? You know, mm-hmm. um, oh, my mom's poor. I say, is your grandfather poor as well? Yeah, poor. 
So I ask them, so how long do you want to be poor? Mm-hmm. So I just ask them, you want another two weeks to be poor? Three weeks, you tell me. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they start to get surprised by that kind of question. Mm-hmm. So I said, you set a deadline of how long you want to be poor. And then you said, after this, that's it. I'm not going to be poor anymore. Mm-hmm. So with that in your mind, you start to take massive action. And for me also, when I get down and, and set, I set a deadline on myself. Hmm. How long am I going to go through this? And who am I helping when I'm down? No one's, no one's learning from me. No one's helping. I'm not helping myself. So that's how I, I, I get up of it, consciously get out of it. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that that's the key, right, is we have to be conscious that we have to be able to pull out. And it doesn't mean that there aren't bad days. There will be it from time to time, and and we have to recognize it, and then pull ourselves out. And also be grateful for those bad days. You know, yeah. those bad days are uh, bringing you to somewhere, something else. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's so painful, and I know when I have to go through bad days. Also, it's like one thing after another, and it's like just go through it because after that, you you look back and you say, "Wow, I'm glad that thing happened." Yeah. So if you're feeling down, you can, you know, at the end of the day, um, what good did you get from that? What do you learn from that? Mm-hmm. What is, mm-hmm. what are you grateful for that that thing happened? Yeah. So when we start to focus on gratitude, um, that's where your mind shifts and that sense of hope comes in as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. And always that. remember... And I always remember this. This is what my mentor, Gina DeVee, says. You know, um, she always reminds us that everything happens for you, not to you. And mm. I, I remember that and I stick that in my mind. Mm. Everything happens for you, not to you. Wow. That's a, that's a good way to remember it as well. So thank you for sharing. And Mercy Dot, where would people go if they want to get more information from you? And then before we leave, what's a piece of advice you would leave us with? Um, for those who are, you know, thank thinking you so about that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, get on my Facebook. I have a public page, um, facebook.com slash Murshida Said Trainer. Yeah. So that's my public page. Um, of course, if you Google Murshida Said, you will be able to see some of my, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, also by the name Murshida Said. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I, I will update a lot of, um, whatever programs because some people just want to contribute to marginalized communities or offer whatever services you're welcome get in touch with me Mm -hmm. Uh, then some people who want to learn how to upscale grow their business or learn how to release um, I also have webinars on that they're welcome Mm -hmm. to get in touch with me and uh, I'll be happy to to, uh, walk them through the process and um, the message that I like to leave uh, leave behind to people is uh, number one, remember to uh, go back to your why, mm. right? Remember to focus on uh, what is important in your life right now mm-hmm. and what you need to be able to contribute. Um, remember to give, yeah? The law of giving is so powerful. And also remember to receive, mm. Because there is a law of giving and receiving. You can't just give and then there's nothing else you can give because you're an empty tank, right? So you've got to also receive. And the last message is spread love and respect in everything, in all areas of your life. Spread love and respect. And remember to give yourself love and respect as well. Yeah, Mershida, thank you so much for being with me today. 
I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted. And we will we will share this message far and wide and look forward to to connecting with you again. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)